It already seems like such a fad based on how businesses are starting to define themselves as AI companies that I'm already yearning for the time when we just all realize it's just technology and it's part of what we do. We use the internet, we use the cloud, we use Google, we use AI, all to achieve whatever business goals we have. We're not defined by AI. It's not, I'm not going to create a Richmond Technology Council AI division and you're not going to have Shaco.ai. It's just one of the pieces and parts that you use to achieve business goals. Welcome everyone to Tech by Design, where the Richmond Technology Council takes you to the edge for trending tech and innovation here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Nick Surface, CEO of RVA Tech, along with Alex Satanias, CEO of Shaco. Come join us. Well, I thought we could talk today since we are officially in the holiday season about tech's role in doing good in the world. I know we've kind of talked about that in relation to AI and how it can make things better, but just kind of wanted to get us in the holiday spirit. So Alex, do you want to kick us off with kind of your thoughts on AI and, and how it can improve things? Oof, that's a loaded question after what happened to Sam Altman. Isn't, actually, I'll ask Nick a question. Um, I'll, I'll throw my question to Nick. Nick, that's not, have you been following the Sam Altman situation? Alex, that's not how the English language works. When somebody <laughs> asks you a question, they would like an answer. They don't want you to defer the question to somebody I'm, else. I'm, I'm a consultant. When when people, I've been a consultant for 20 years. When people ask me a question, I just respond with a question. Man, uh, keys to success with Alex and Tanya's. Um, all right. Um, no, so so here I'll, I'll start. But um, I think one of the reasons that there is rumor swirling around how to do good for this world and the conflict that the nonprofit board of OpenAI had with the for-profit entity that is a sub-entity to that OpenAI nonprofit. I also read that there is a potential breakthrough with. OpenAI, where they are they are hitting a point where OpenAI can actually solve some of the most complex problems that require a true or false or right or wrong answer, such as math problems. So I think from from a doing good for for the world, here it is. OpenAI researchers warned board of an AI breakthrough ahead of the CEO ouster. This was two three weeks ago. So I think we'll never know the truth, right? What is this? The X Files? We're going to get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. The truth is, <laughs> that's that's what some people say, right? Like, um, I, I think we're eventually going to get there. Like, let's let's have somebody that's that's doing good for the world do it. And so the whole point here is, I think OpenAI is is on the brink of AGI, which is artificial general intelligence, which is different than essentially the AI that we have right now, which is prompting, right? So right now, AI requires us to prompt a question. And then it gives us a response based on a myriad of factors. I think one of the determining factors for AGI, which is what Elon Musk is basically has said that will be the, the start of dystopia, is um, the ability to solve uh, math problems, complex math problems that require a right or wrong answer, right? So it doesn't require just a, a simple response. So what does that have to do with with doing good for the world? I think that is that is kind of the the tension that OpenAI is managing right now, right? They have a for-profit entity that is part of this nonprofit entity. And so which one do you pursue? Do you, do you pursue the greater good for humanity as a nonprofit or do you basically pursue for-profit? And, and there's a lot of people that basically say exactly what you said, Nick, which is we're eventually gonna get there. 
So let's get there and then try to fix it. And 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 there's people comparing it to um, nuclear power. There there's people comparing it to to so many different things. And and it's just this this to me is a little bit different. I have a similar perspective on it, and and I'll take your attack angle and ask a question to the question of what does doing good in the world mean? Do we interpret that as being philanthropic and solving things like world hunger and poverty and housing crisis and global warming, that type of thing? Or do we see doing good in the world as advancing um, the capabilities of the human race to the point where we're elevating technology and our capabilities? Are we increasing our ability to explore space? Are we increasing our ability to build better medicine? Are we increasing our ability to you know, more efficiently process finance and create new mechanisms and tools for that? You know, are we, are we just advancing our race through technology? Early on, you know, when we first got computers, right? Computers were gonna take over jobs and there was a, a, a negativity to, you know, the computer taking over the world. And then it was the internet and oh gosh, everybody has access to all this information. And then lately it's been like, it's just been data and access to data and, and privacy. And oh my gosh, that, there's negativity to that. And ultimately what we're all starting to find with every single one of these is that they're iterations that allow us all to advance more quickly, more efficiently, more effectively, whether you are running a four person non profit or whether you are running SpaceX? I think this is different, Nick. And, and here's here's why. Yes. Um, when we came out with like nuclear power, people quickly found out that this is dangerous. Like this could essentially kill the entire human race. So let's put this under lockdown and, and make sure that we manage it carefully. Right. When we came out with the computer and processed more data, it gave us access to more information. So I'm not saying that that's bad or good, like we managed it, but giving us access to more information was not a threat to the human race. I think as, as we talk about AGI or artificial general intelligence, we are talking about replacing people's ability to generate wealth or, or generate an income. And it's people that have access to and the ability to work with AGI or AI in the near future that are gonna be more successful but there's an entire swath of not just the u.s population but the global population that has no idea what is happening or what is about to happen so i think it's it's our duty to not necessarily control it but be good shepherds of it and, and i think that's very different than releasing data through it, the educate me on the agi thing define it a little more precisely describe agi so uh, you're talking about artificial general intelligence yeah. versus artificial intelligence just ai what's the difference yeah so 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 i think as people we are able to process questions make an inference with limited information and and determine essentially black or white right like it's like hey what is two plus two and we're like well we know that two is this and we know that two is this therefore this right four i think what ai is doing right now is is it's prompt after prompt after prompt after prompt <laughs> <laughs> just yes. four. Right. Pretty sure that's four is the answer. That's that's actually that's that is so hard though, right? If you think about what AI is doing, you could ask a question to ChatGPT Nick. Lauren could ask a question. Jasmine could ask a question. I could ask a question, and we're gonna get a response. And we're like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, right? Like, how should I respond to Nick's text message about asking question after question after question? We're gonna get four different responses, but they're gonna be close enough that we're like, I could work with this. Right now, if we want to go the next step down, which is essentially, hey, 
can you please give me the square root of four times three divided by five? And just really complex, obviously that's not complex, but now it has to basically pull information from three different locations, put those together and reprompt itself, like ask itself a question. And I think that's where we're starting to get into AGI. It goes beyond that, right? Like then it goes beyond like soul, heart and, and all these other more controversial topics, but it's the ability to self prompt and basically self prompt itself to a final question versus human-based prompt. So it's, it's being a consultant to itself. Yeah, essentially. It's being, being human. human. Alex, can we also talk about, as we're talking about the evolution of AI and the, the technology itself, can we talk about, you mentioned at the beginning, the people who are creating it. So you mentioned open AI. They've been in the headlines a lot lately. Obviously, some potential leadership changes and then, then not changes. There's a bunch of AI companies all around and everybody's working on AI, but it, it all seems to stem from open AI. They seem to be not just the leaders in the space, but really the backbone and the only one that people are really relying on. And then everything else is a uh, plugin or application that references open AI. Do you think we're going to finally get to a point where there's different AI generators at some point, and those different AI generators will come up with different decisions and solutions and answers to some of these questions. And then let's say you're running two computers and you're trying to make a hiring decision or you know some other critical thing, and you run it on two different computers and get two different answers, then which one do you take? That's, that's a great question. So that, that, that'll take us into the realm of like AGI versus AI in a second. Before we go there, we've all been using AI for years. When you pull out Siri and send a text message using Siri or, or voice to text, that's AI, right? It's interpreting your text and basically creating a sentence for you. If you use Gmail, right, there's recommendations on, on completing your sentence. People are like, oh my gosh, this thing just completed my sentence. It knew what I was thinking. So that's AI again. So, so from my perspective, we've been using it a lot, a lot um, over the last few years, right? When, when we talk about the shipment routes that Amazon is basically taking to deliver your packages, that final mile, that's AI. So we are using both machine learning and AI and have, have just been unaware of it. I think what ChatGPT has brought it to the masses. That's what they did better than a lot of people. I actually think BARD is not just as good, um, just as powerful. I do think Microsoft and OpenAI have a leg up. Um, coming back to your question, the, the hiring question, it's like, how, how do we use AI to basically process two different responses? That's what OpenAI is trying to do when they break into this, this realm of AGI, which is the cognitive abilities that we as humans have to process a request or a task to actually make that decision is what AGI actually is. Can you please give me a right or wrong based on these two profiles? Right now, it takes our cognitive abilities to be able to do that. We are simply prompting different questions to the AI right now. And we're going to get two different responses, right? So, hey, Bard, can you tell me what you think of this profile? Hey, ChatGPT, can you please tell me what you think of this profile? So that's prompt engineering or prompting the AI. I think when we talk about AGI, we're talking about cognitive abilities, which is, can you please let me know if this person is actually good for my company? And now we're relying on the artificial intelligence for that cognitive nature that we are relying on ourselves. And that in itself is the biggest question that we have to answer. One, how do we know we're the ones who are training it? So how do we know it's right? More than likely it will be, but based on based on what parameters? And, and that coming back to Lauren's question, which is like giving thanks and, and being grateful and, and really like the original topic here and doing good more than anything. Like, how do we do good, right? Like. So that's the question, Nick. It's 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 just a it's 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 a really I don't know. It's a very so interesting then, question. So then, does that come ultimately come back to humanity in terms of um, does critical thinking become the ultimate skill set that we apply here 
and bring to the table. And that critical thinking becomes even more important than ever in terms of interpreting and evaluating and filtering what you're getting from these, these AI platforms. Or is it taking away critical thinking as well? Is it doing that for us? I think critical thinking is the first thing to go. I think Can I get a refund on my college to tuition? <laughs> yeah. That's how far, I mean, OpenAI was essentially launched to the world. They've been working on it for years, but they were launched to the world in November. Um, it's, it's going to happen. They're going to do it because there are no rules or regulations around it, but we are basically entering the realm of AGI in eight months, essentially. Uh, a year, call it a year. And now it just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next 10 to 12 months. And the reality is we are closer to it than most. 90% of the population isn't even aware of what's happening. So this is this is great from a 35,000 foot perspective, but Alex, in terms of being a consultant, which is what you do and what many of our listeners in our community here in Richmond do, how are you changing your business as a result of that? Are you adding services? Are you applying services differently? How are you using this to amplify or pivot what you do as a consultant? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and, and again, I'm trying to bring it back to Lauren's point here, but doing good for the world. This is, as a consultant, I think if you're not taking advantage of this and, and basically going in and, and tackling this, it's a mistake both to your client and for yourself. But as a consultant in the tech space, we know more about what's happening in AI and, and how to use AI than most of our clients. Not all of our clients. I mean, a lot of our clients are very skilled at this and, and a lot of people are actually hiring AI specialists, so they're getting ahead of the curve. But as a consultant, we are able to teach people what to use, what to avoid, and how to actually like build tools on this. So as an example, I think we talked about this two weeks ago, right, Nick? There are entire businesses that were wiped out the second AI was able to process PDF files. Like that's a huge article. I think there was an article on the on the in the New York Times or or Wall Street Journal that there were thousands of companies that were essentially built just to process documents. The second ChatGPT said, "Hey, we're going to do that as well for free," or with the um, there's there's companies that just went bankrupt overnight. They're not needed. And so, as a consultant, it's our job to basically advise clients. It's like, hey, you could build this skill set for a lot cheaper and actually own it versus paying a licensing fee. Or this is what you need to do uh, on, on how you move forward with AI, right? AGI for me, is it's far out where, where we can't really understand how to use it. But AI is here. So it's our job to actually advise clients on how to use it. And it's also our job to understand how to use it internally to improve our processes, improve the way we deliver for clients and improve the way we work. Lauren and Jasmine could probably relate, right? They're probably using AI right now to help with marketing, help with content creation, help with ad generation, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's a lot of people that are essentially tapping into AI to make them better at their current roles. And Alex, it just seems to me that it's just another kind of like um, weapon in your toolkit of technology that as you go to advise people and as other companies in the advising space go to advise that that AI is just one of those things that it's expected to that you'll have you know um, some sort of familiarity and expertise with, and it's one of the tools that you'll put in place along with other potential technology you know platforms or instruments to achieve you know business goals. And so again, I think I said this last time, but it already seems like such a fad based on how businesses are starting to define themselves as AI companies that I'm already yearning for the time when we just all realize it's just technology and it's part of what we do. We use the internet, we use the cloud, we use Google, we use AI all to achieve whatever business goals we have. We're not defined by AI. It's not, I'm not going to create a Richmond Technology Council AI division and you're not going to have 
Shaco.ai. It's just one of the pieces and parts that you use to achieve business goals or humanitarian goals to come back to Lauren's point. What if it wasn't? What if it was a question with a question? I like it. We're back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know what that means. What do you mean? What if it was more than just a tool? What if this time it's different? Describe different. What, What world are you seeing here? Paint me the picture, Alex. What if over the next five or six years, somebody basically came out and said, these tools have the power to replace 60% of your workforce. How would you operate your business differently? How would you take care of people differently? I don't know. My first instinct is actually, well, actually, does this give us all more time to go spend less time working? Do we not need 40 hour work weeks anymore? Can we all just go to the pool a little bit more? Can I play some more golf with, with you? Do I not need to be in front of my computer hacking away at email? Do you think human greed and or some of what's happened in the past will get in the way of that? Oh, for sure. Welcome to Sam, Sam Bankman Friedman. <laughs> is that his name? Sam, did I say that right? Sam Bank, is it Sam Bankman Friedman? Yeah. 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 SBF. SBF. Just say SBF. <laughs> then, then, you'll, then you'll be cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Um, no, Nick, this is just stuff that I don't know. Uh, maybe I think too much, but. What if this time it was different? Well, haven't we been asking ourselves that for uh, uh, five million years? And it is different. It was different when we created the wheel. It was different when we created fire. I mean, all of a sudden we got warm at night. We've never created a system that has had the ability to think like us significantly faster. I'm tired of thinking, man. I'm exhausted. <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> right? The wheel The wheel required us to push it. That's it right. Wasn't That's true. Itself. Okay. All right. We are on the brink of a self-pushing wheel that builds a car. Perfect. All right. I'm tracking now. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Right. So we created the wheel okay. and now the wheel Can, doesn't need is, us. What's AI going to take away from me now? De- decisions, email, communications. Possibly. I don't know if AI is going to do that, but maybe your boss will. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, I don't know yeah, how that yeah. applies to you no, and your but company. I know what you but, mean. Um, right. And so, so as the shepherds of this technology, how do we Ooh. do differently? Like what if, what if in the back of your mind all the time, you're like, you know what, 50% of the team I work with might not be needed in five years. What would you do differently? That's interesting what you just said about shepherds of technology. And maybe that's the, the next topic we, we dive into, Lauren, as a note, is the policy angle of this, the government, maybe not government, but leadership angle of you know, who's leading this in terms of regulation and just looking at policy and who's trying to help us shepherd this through so that we ultimately do end up in a good place for both humanitarian reasons and advancing humanity. Not just, you know, what can it do, but how do we not control this thing, but manage it? We've never controlled anything, I don't think. I think we always just kind of shepherd and manage things through. So what does that mean for AI? I'd love to, to talk and maybe we can even find a guest in the policy space um, about this. Oh, I would love that. I love that idea. I'll make it a point. Yeah. I think the U.S. government is approaching this incorrectly for what it's worth. I think they have people that are managing AI that have no idea what they are doing. I think some of the policies that are looking to be set are are bogus and, and are going to benefit some of the larger corporations in the country. Well, there's always... Um, there's Yeah. That's that's a that's a really cool topic. Let's get a policymaker in here and see yeah, if you can. You know, I don't disagree with what you're saying there, Alex. And there's probably that's probably a little bit of a polarizing discussion. Um, but I can tell you what I do see yeah. is that there does seem to be an urgency to get involved and to try to start putting pieces and parts in place. Whether those pieces and parts are good, bad, or done poorly or well, I can't speak to at this point. But 
there does seem to be an urgency at all levels from local up to federal of this is a topic that the government or regulators need to engage in and need to start paying attention to. And and I've even heard it casually referred to as like, we really dropped the ball on things like social media in the past, or even the internet and privacy as a whole. We didn't get to the forefront of that quick enough. And so, you know, maybe they're, they're stumbling along the way here early, but there does seem to be at least in my time, more urgency for this particular advancement than than I've seen in the past. Yeah, that's true. I don't even think we're doing social media right, but that's a whole different topic. Um, hey, I know I don't usually ask many questions, but I do love thinking in this space. Alex, I have a question for you. Like, as Nick talked earlier about, like, computers and the internet and kind of a brief history of all the things that have been so transformational for society. And now we're kind of on the brink, not kind of, we definitely are on the brink of something else. Do you think that AI and eventually AGI will be looked at like a utility? So when electricity was created, it was probably only the rich people in certain places that had electricity or running water or internet or computers. But eventually the world has shifted that we've seen the good that that brings and we've treated it like a utility saying that most people deserve to have access to this. Do you think that we're going to go down a path where we see AI and AGI as a utility that we go, we need to distribute this out to the world to give people access? Or do you think it's going to stay in the place that it is right now where only certain people who can really benefit from it are going to keep that access? I think that will make a big impact on how it does good for all of humanity versus if it's just going to do good for the people who own it? That's such a great question. Next time on Tech by Design. <laughs> then you stumped them. Yeah. Can, can we, uh, Jasmine, I'm not avoiding the question. I just don't, I want to give it some thought. No, That's I such don't, a great question. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know either, but we treat the internet as a utility now. We try to make sure that it's in the areas that don't have it, that people who wouldn't have had it before have access. We go out of our way in bureaucracy to like make that happen. Will AI go that path or is there a different path that we're gonna take? I don't know. Maybe next time we can dive into AI policy and AI in the public space as a utility and something that should be open to everybody. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for the great conversation. Next week, um, Sunny Gupta from Daybreak IT Solutions will be joining us. So that'll be a great week. And we'll take it from there. It's always sunny on Tech by Design. <laughs>